Hey everyone, it's producer Mike and apparently I'm a dog owner. I'm Brady Krentz and this is the worst month ever. We got a dog. I'm new dog owner Caitlin Krentz and you're listening to the Snow Day Podcast. And now for another fast-breaking news story, we take you to our on-the-spot reporter, Kermit the Frog. Yeah, but uh, what does she want me to call News? Well, okay, that's what she wants. <clears throat> oh, hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. Caitlin and producer Mike have jumped into our virtual studio for our rare Snow Day podcast update on episode 27, Pet Advice for Producer Mike. What came out of it was Producer Mike was not keen on getting a dog. We, as the Snow Day podcast crew, advised him to do that. And I think we even made a commitment, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, that we would send Caitlin a puppy for Christmas. Yeah, we were going to do something like that. We were going to do that. We did discuss that. So we kind of <laughs> fell down on that. And there was some discussion in our family group chat about the dog's name. And I let us down, boys, because I didn't once suggest Snow Day as the dog name. Wow. First, you had one job in that negotiation. <laughs> you had one instruction. He was my man, and I let him go. Caitlin, please introduce your dog. Tell us his name and what kind of dog we got. His name is Sawyer. He's a crossbreed, but they think his mom is a mini Australian shepherd. Nice. For the dog people, because I'm not one, Caitlin, give us your best guess. How big does this dog get? Like, are we talking St. Bernard? Are we talking a little mini dog like Les has? The mini Australian shepherd normally gets 13 to 18 inches, but they think he's going to end up a little smaller than that. Fellas, any recon on this dog? Les, you did a whole bunch of research. What do you think? Does that sound like it checks out? Well, I don't know anything about that breed of dog. I can tell you from looking at it, it certainly looks like a beautiful dog. Caitlin, I think you did a great <laughs> job of, of choosing. I think that's a good size for an indoor outdoor pet. Well done. My full congratulations on the breed selection. In a word, what's been the best part so far? I'm taking unlimited snuggles off the table right away, even though you threw that out a long time ago. <laughs> Probably just playing with him. The flip side of this, the dirty jobs, cleaning up the yard and stuff like that, letting them out in the middle of the night. Has that sucked at all or is the shine still on that job? No, it's pretty good. He doesn't wake up in the middle of the night at all. He goes to bed at 11 Ooh. and wakes up at 7, so... Nice, that's <laughs> fantastic. I wish I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Georgie, quick reflection. Was the puppy experience anything like that for you? No, it's already much better for those guys than it was for me. Kaylin, little fun fact, your dog and I are both Australian, because I have my Australian <laughs> citizenship. Two, you picked an incredibly smart dog, right? Australian shepherds are one of the smartest breeds. And I'll tell you, this is more for Mike. So I've got a pretty expensive rug, like totally 70s rug. Penny felt it was like grass over winter. She had been peeing and pooing on it no matter how hard we tried. Somebody, two guys came to my house. The thing weighs 100 pounds. Like it's a really big area rug. It got professionally cleaned. One and a half weeks later, it got delivered yesterday. I'm at work. Megan puts it down. The first thing Penny does is piss on it. Like immediately. <laughs> like, like $300 to have this thing professionally clean. Megan is calling me six times at work. I don't, like I'm not picking up because I don't carry my phone. The next picture I see is she dragged it downstairs because Penny doesn't walk downstairs. So now I've put my super expensive uh, rug downstairs so that my teenage kids can now destroy it rather than my dog pissing on it. So Michael, anything you have of value protect it now because once the dog puts its scent on it like it was it was like megan literally said 
I laid it down. She started sniffing and immediately pissed on it because she couldn't find her scent. <laughs> Stuff like this didn't come out in the pod when you told me it was a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I did say it would be a good idea. You know, Caitlin, you, you, you went from having like a lame, lame dad to having the best dad in the world, I'm sure. <laughs> I hope you find so much fun and meaning uh, with that dog. And good on you, Mike. I saw the backstory to this and you succumb to unbelievable pressure. Caitlin actually delivered a PowerPoint to the whole extended Krentz family. Uh, week in though, Michael, what do you think? Are you getting worn down? Will you be with Les and George in a day or two? Uh, I wouldn't go with a day or two. To having somebody in your house, you're going to warm up to it eventually. Even Brady's uh, getting there. The one who, in his words, hates dogs. He's touched them a few times. That's a good start. We're all buying in so that's a good thing can you vouch for katie is she really is she putting in the work is this her dog or is it everybody's dog it's absolutely her dog it sleeps in her room he knows who's feeding him and follows her around and it's pretty cool actually can i ask how old the puppy is he's just about 12 weeks born on valentine's day okay perfect so he's he's a full starting fresh puppy good for you good for you <laughs> bad for mike <laughs> yes Congratulations, Kate. Nice seeing you, Mike. <laughs> okay, see you guys. I never thought about it till just now, but quarantine time is the perfect time to get a puppy. Everyone's around. It's going to fucking die when quarantine's yeah. over yeah. <laughs> and everybody leaves. <laughs> That's when it's going to shit and piss on everything is when, is when quarantine's yeah. over. <laughs> happy Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, exactly. Happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo, yeah. yeah. I, I saw you guys posting pictures of your margaritas. I'm like, I don't have anything to make a margarita here. So if these guys shame me, I will have tequila. It's May 5th, 2020. This is episode 35, Online Shopping. Here's the disclaimer. You know, I wasn't I wasn't jacked about this topic at all. You're right. I wasn't a big I wasn't a big fan of this topic. Well, it might be a really short podcast, but Les, you and I'll try to carry it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got for What do you got for online shopping? Lift man? with your legs, Hanson. <laughs> Lift with my legs. Yeah. Well, you know that it's going to be all right. I think it's gonna be all right. Everything will always be all right when we go shopping. Well, you know that it's going to be all right when we go shopping. It's always this is the Snow Day Podcast with Dr. George Alvarez. See you at the city center, meet you by the fountain. CEO, Leslie Hansen. I'm a little apprehensive to let her dump a whole bunch of raw seafood into the trunk of my car. Me, Bruce Krentz, the one they left behind. If you surveyed all of Thompson, we thank God for Amazon every day. Leadership expert, Stephen DeGroote. It's a Bill Nye the Homeless Guy with the Farty Fridays. Bruce, you don't know whether they can't look you in the eye because of your hair or because of your farts. <laughs> Through COVID, we've all, I think, probably done more online shopping than we did before. As we headed for this episode, 
Uh, there was some chat about what we should talk about, and we've done sort of three COVID-focused podcasts, and we had lots of COVID-heavy topics, I think, but we sort of wanted to get away from that a little bit and just do something else. And online shopping felt like a good soft. I think it's it's sort of related because we've I think we've all had to do more of that just to manage to stay home, but it's not heavy-duty COVID-related. So we're talking about online purchases. Let's talk about what your most recent online purchases and and where you are right now, Georgie. And I'm going to say least keen about this topic but somehow i feel like uh, we're gonna get some good work out of him you're right i wasn't a big i wasn't a big fan of this topic i'm working this week so uh i'm focused the last online purchase that i made was actually for megan megan was supposed to go to paris in early april you know springtime in paris and i had bought her one of these pillows that you can have on an airplane that you can hug it's got several holes so you can lean against it lean forward against the seat in front of you. And she's a champion sleeper on a, um, on a plane. And when we fly together, you know, she gets to enjoy business, but when she goes by herself, she's part of the cattle class. <laughs> so I bought her a pillow. You're so sweet. It came one week ago. Like it was like three months late. It was ridiculous because everything from China has shut down and everybody's been ramped up with the N95. So it shows up. And uh, I take it out and I inflate it and she's all, what the hell is this purchase? Like, why are you buying? I've never seen you ever buy anything online. I'm all, yeah, babe, uh, I love you. Uh, it was for a trip like a month ago. So next time, why don't you buy her a, a, like a business class ticket instead of a cheap pillow? The cheap pillow is considerably cheaper. <laughs> George, that's an understandable rule. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to take sex dolls off the table too on latest purchase. I was wondering who was going to jump all over that one because I was like, that's not a pillow. <laughs> That's just too many openings. All right. Literally and figuratively. Whoa. 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 You know, I wasn't, I wasn't jacked about this topic at all. Uh, I do because I travel, I get everything on the road. Like this is the first time I've stayed in one place for four whole weeks. It's probably the first time in seven years I've been in Winnipeg this long, but you know, I do more, more so not the online, uh, shopping than what I've really enjoyed is, is being able to pick things up at the, the store right? Where you can actually order and then they just come out. There's no packaging. So Les, you're big on the, the climate, the plastic and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. With all the online shopping, it's like we've done a reversal in polluting the earth with all the styrofoam yeah. and yeah. The, the bubble wrap. Like it's insane. When you look at the amount of the tons of garbage, uh, non-recyclables that are delivered every single day. So yeah, so I mean, that's a bit of a downer for online shopping. Well, okay, and you didn't like the topic either. This might be a really short podcast, but Les, you and I will try to carry it. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you got for, what do you got for online shopping? Lift man? with your legs, Hanson. <laughs> Lift with my legs, yeah. yeah. So I think I am on week eight, social distancing, physical distancing, self-isolation, quarantine, whatever the hell we're uh, supposed to be calling it now, but I think it is week eight since I have left my abode for anything other than walking the dog and walking around the block. Absolutely nothing has changed since the last podcast. Starting to warm up in Toronto, so there's a little bit more to look at out my window, but that's about it. During that time, as you might imagine, 100% of the shopping that we've been doing has been online, which for me is actually no change because I think I'm the, I'm the outlier in this group. I do almost all of my shopping online. I will buy absolutely anything online. I think this year I bought 100% of my Christmas presents online. If I can avoid going into a shopping mall or a store, I will absolutely do it. And that's going back probably like a few years now. I have no problem 
ordering shit from anywhere in the world and having it delivered to me and seeing what I get. So Bruce, the, uh, the most recent thing I ordered online, and you're going to love this, I've been saving this to, uh, I've been wanting to tell you all week that I bought this and I've been saving it up for the pod. <laughs> I actually bought a piano. What? <laughs> I bought a, a full 88 key digital uh, Yamaha keyboard piano. How spectacular is that? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Who's you're on? Alex is on. You're both taking online piano lessons now. What what brought this on? I'm going to. Neither of us plays. I took piano lessons. I think with you, Bruce, in uh, yeah, 1982 sure. is the last time I had a <laughs> lesson on the piano. I was sitting here last week one day, going thinking, ah, you know what? I got some time. <laughs> I got some time. I think uh, maybe I could <laughs> learn how to play the piano. Jumped on Amazon and literally. Ordered a piano at one o'clock in the afternoon last Wednesday, and it was in my house at 10 a.m. the next morning. Piano is one that I would struggle with because I would want to kind of try out the keys and see it and hear what it sounds like. But I guess, I mean, piano is a piano and you can send it back. Like, I'm, I'm sure you made a good choice, but I would. that's one of the things I would kind of struggle with. Well, and you know what? I'm going to argue against myself right now. I didn't have the return option, but our piano at home, which is a six foot two grand piano a yamaha g3 grand i bought online <laughs> ah so there you go <laughs> i fucking pulled this story out of you <laughs> back yeah. that up and answer your own concern no it's okay yeah. actually i did it already <laughs> turns out it's just fine i you know what i had kind of totally forgot that was an online purchase so this was quite a few years ago home from hockey couple beers at hockey i get on the internet and i had sort of been kicking around the idea and stumble across like the biggest online grand piano site in the States happens to be in Dayton, Ohio, where my sister lived. Oh, yeah. So I looked around and at the time the Canadian dollar was very good mm -hmm. and they were moving from Dayton back to Winnipeg so they could ship it for me for free. Like they pretended it was their piano and the military moved it for me all the way to Winnipeg. So it turned out to be a like a smoking deal on, on that instrument. But yeah, I bought it. No, had never played it, had never actually seen it. So, okay, I'll just take my foot out of my mouth right now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this you was go. a better, my story was even better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You, you dragged the ugly truth out of me. Yeah. You know, we, uh, generally speaking, we underfund our military and it's people like you that really take advantage of it and fuck us over. <laughs> That's why our Navy is a joke. Lester, Steve brought up a good point. Does the packaging stress you out at all? We don't get nearly as many things as you do, but I do worry a little bit. Of, we don't get a lot of styrofoam, I don't feel like, but a lot of cardboard that probably mm. could be reduced somehow. Online shopping and having stuff delivered to me doesn't stress me that much in terms of packaging. If I'd driven down to Long and McQuaid and bought this thing, it would have come in the same box with the same styrofoam inside cardboard as I carried it out, right? So yeah. that doesn't stress me, but I have been... I don't want to say stressed, but I've certainly been thinking a lot the last month about how it's been almost impossible to care about uh, plastic recycling since this has happened and thinking about the unfathomable amount of personal protective equipment that the world is now generating, using and disposing in just massive, massive amounts. And obviously we have to do that. That takes the priority. You know, George has to go to work. He has to be protected and, and we can deal with the recycling aspects of that later. But uh, yeah, the ability to be super focused on environmental issues has certainly taken a backseat in the last month. And that's a little, a little disappointing for sure. I think we have to eat that one. But we've all seen the pictures of places on earth that are now way cleaner 
and better. You know, those those pictures of like, you can see the Arc de Triomphe for the first time in, in 50 years. And there's some pictures that are coming out of India right now that you just think, holy cow. And it didn't take very long for the earth to take a breath like that. And so I think there are some good things that are coming out of it that way. It's astonishing. Yeah. Like it's, it's mind boggling to me to see some of those. The hole in the ozone above Antarctica healed itself last week. If that's true, that's unbelievable. Yeah, CO2 pollution has gone way, way, way down. But plastic, um, non-recyclable plastic use uh, is obviously going way up. And, you know, so we're going to have to think our way out of this hole uh, next year, I guess. Next year, we'll double down. (laughs) The three of you will commit to my no plastic lifestyle (laughs) and uh, we'll get back on track. (laughs) Bruce is halfway there. I got a hilarious story actually about that. Uh, It it happened last night in the emergency department. You don't often hear this hilarious thing happened in the emergency department, but okay, go ahead. (laughs) No, it it is funny because it has to do with recycling. So we knew this was coming. We have to reuse and re-sterilize our N95 masks. This was coming and, you know, I was trying to push for this to be happening right from the beginning. So most jurisdictions are asking physicians to put their name and their healthcare number on a mask and to reuse the N95. And uh, I'm in the emergency department. This uh, emergency doc that was my resident had come up to me and she's like, well, George, what do you think about this whole recycling thing? And I said, well, you know, I guess we got to do it, right? Like I try to use the same mask all day unless I go between patients. And she goes, well, what if, uh, you know, we put all of our gitch together and I just put my name on my gitch and we sterilize it all. But then I asked you to wear my gitch. Would you be okay with it? (laughs) She's <laughs> like so bitter. Yeah, well, that's a different topic. Yeah. And I'm all, well, that's not really the same thing. <laughs> but she was so angry and thought it was a terrible idea. And she threw down the, would you wear my gitch? Like right off the hop. George, you got to bring that uh, that blowy toy that you got from China. Bring that in the next day. I said, you know, <laughs> we should start sharing this. If I'm going to wear your gitch, we got to start using this thing. <laughs> Do you think there's going to be a rebound of getting off online shopping? Because as my daughter is a year older than Mike's daughter, her going to the mall was a gigantic social experience for her. Like I was dropping her off constantly and uh, people are kind of dying to go back to the mall for the social aspect. Do you think online shopping will dip and that sort of bricks and mortar will tick back up again? You do it and it becomes so easy and humans have shown a very a very consistent pattern of when our lives become easier generally, uh, the tre- it trends in that way. So I think it's going to online shopping is going to really change, if not destroy a lot of the a lot of the retail, um, the, the more brick and mortar type of stores. You know, that's what I was saying about earlier, not the online thing to me, but the curbside pickup is phenomenal. Like that's what you're talking about. And yeah. I think there's a there might be a, a, a sector for that in between. So it's not the, you know, it's not going there and waiting around and it's not, you know, it's the mobile, I'm going to order it, whether it's food or a part for my computer or whatever, and I'm just going to go pick it up, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Saul's packaging um, and Saul's waiting, right? So there you go. Yeah. It's almost like the piano thing that I forgot though. Here's a funny one. Shanks, when he used to live in Thompson, when Subway and Thompson first opened, you could fax in your order. I remember that. <laughs> I found some old faxes where him and I had faxed in our order and then met and had lunch there. And then I forgot about it. And now all of a sudden I think online ordering is so amazing and it's like 25 years old. 
when you say you think that online shopping is increasing as a result of this, you need to realize that you guys are at the far tail end of the online shopping experience. The easiest example is just look at what Amazon has done over the last 10 years, right? The total percentage of retail consumption that is purchased online increases every single year and continues to do so. So I think the, the point that Steve was making to further that is one of the things that I think we're seeing as a result of this COVID like splash of cold water in the face, like this abrupt change to businesses is in some manners, it's throwing us forward at lightning speed, sort of five years. Yeah, We're gonna come out of this in a retail environment where, yeah, you know what? You may decide, I don't like grocery shopping. It's way easier when I order everything online, pull up in front of the store, they walk out, put the box in my trunk and I drive away. I love it. And you're going to say that's happening because that started during COVID. But in reality, it was probably going to be here in five years anyway. So a lot of the things that we're going to see change along the business processes are things just speeding up. The only thing I didn't purchase online before this was groceries. And that's like, honestly, that's because Alex does all the grocery shopping and she likes grocery shopping. And I would say to her all the time, why don't you just order this online? Like, there's no way I want to go to Loblaws on Saturday afternoon. She's like, no, come on. I want to look at that. Like, she enjoys it. I hate it. So the fact that we're now grocery shopping is perfectly fine by me. I will say I read uh, an article this morning saying before this month, 2% of people were uh, using online grocery shopping in the month of April, that increased to 5%, with another 8% expecting to continue using some level of online grocery shopping post-pandemic. So we've probably gone from 2% of the population to potentially 13% of the population, which would have been sort of like a normal, you know, over a few years growth curve. We've just done it in one month. Some of this change is never going to revert back. Yeah. Having said that, do I think that George's daughter and her friends are going to be going back to the mall next year? Yeah, because some aspect of our lives, our culture is built around, let's go take a stroll around on a Saturday afternoon, pop into some stores, go have some lunch, like going out and interacting with the community and shopping is is definitely part of that. So it's it's not just purchasing, right? There's kind of a difference between shopping and, and purchasing. Yeah, I, I got you. And you're right. And there's some people, funny thing is I'm not one of them that like to go look around and just see, I'm going to see something that I didn't think about. And that's the little bit of the hard part of online shopping is you mm. you got to really be good at it to just stumble on something you weren't really looking for. What I can't stand about online shopping is just the time that it takes me, which makes absolutely no sense because you can do a lot of online research in the time it takes <laughs> you to drive to the store. Like I could buy 10 things, but some reason I'm yeah. just not wired to sit in front of the computer and search. Like it drives me fucking bananas and that's why i just i don't do it i'm the same way man i can't i don't know if it's the whole needing to move but sitting in front of a kid to do research and like <laughs> even like someone's like oh do a review or check out the roofs i check out one and i'm like i can't do this i can't i just can't george have you used any of the online grocery shopping apps since this started i know you were going to costco yeah well i found out that i can skip the line in costco yeah <laughs> with my hospital id oh nice and george i see you docs to the front of the line <laughs> hey it finally happened it finally happened <laughs> finally there it is there you go congratulations thor yeah, yeah I'm, I'm finally a hero at the front of a costco line <laughs> I'm a little bit like Bruce. Sometimes you don't know what you need until you see it. I'm so busy clinically for one week at a time that, like Les said, part of the going out is the routine. And I'm wondering if 
10 to 15 years from now will reflect. And this will be a bit of a nostalgic thing, just like they sell Nintendo 64s and the old school video games that you can plug in. (laughs) I think the ability to go out, you know, I think Bruce, this would be a very good time for you to drop, you know, uh, see you at the city center, meet you by the fountain. I think that whole thing where we go out and we walk around a mall and people go for coffee and they get their yoghurt fruge. Malls were really peaking in the 80s as a way of bringing people together. If you think about like West Edmonton Mall, like it would be absurd to think anyone would build a Mall of America or West Edmonton Mall, but there was a lot of capital that would go into that because people were brought together. There was only one way of doing it. And it just makes me wonder if we're gonna, if in the future, they will come back as a nostalgic thing. Steve and I talked offline about this. You know, I think there's going to be a really big mental health crisis. I already see it in the people that I work with, with what we've gone through. And people need to interact with people. Like, I mean, this has shown us a lot of things, but it has shown us that we are social creatures. We cannot be isolated. That's a great point. And I think what that comes down to is what I was saying, the difference between shopping and purchasing. Because I think you're right. The cultural aspect of going out and walking around and going into stores and whatnot is important. And we're not going to lose that in society. Hopefully, that lends itself to more street side, local neighborhood, mom and pop type shopping experiences. And maybe we get rid of the Costco's and Walmart experiences, which aren't necessarily as enjoyable sociable shopping enjoyable retail experiences yeah probably do become more important but maybe the ones where they're not as enjoyable and they're not as sociable continue to be replaced by online shopping and delivery just a guess i love your example george i'm not quite at the city center but do you you probably remember walking around the plaza with your Mm -hmm. mom she's pushing a cart when the plaza used to be a square right so you walked all the way around and you stopped at ziggy's for the world's darkest gravy (laughs) and you checked in on woolworths and you went there for the afternoon right you had your coat off it was in the cart you know i remember going with steve and his mom to woolworths or ziggy's or whatever to go get to hang out with gene i remember your mom's friend gene uh, they used to smoke and chew chiclets at the same time. Uh, those experiences, I think, are going away. You were tucked in for a couple hours. Can't ever remember taking my kid to the mall for three hours just because that's what we were doing, right? And we were walking around with our friends and talking. So totally different. But to right, George, we got to get back to more social experiences. And as a rec director at heart, I'm hoping that turns into more festivals and more gatherings and we get back to socials and family weddings and and stuff like that where we're gathering that way instead of maybe gathering at the mall. So hopefully we rebound to still getting together more. But to me, I'm not stuck on me and you going to Costco and putting our coats in the cart. (laughs) You know, Bruce, it's kind of interesting that uh, you of the four of us live in the area that has the least access to in-person shopping and yet you're the one who is most resistant to online shopping that's a me thing like if you surveyed all of thompson we thank god for amazon every day right (laughs) because we have access to things like electronics and fashion Mm -hmm. and all of that one i think one of the things that soured me a little bit is i've tried to buy shoes online and i'm turning into a shoe snob and it's just frustrated the hell out of me because i've sent back more pairs than i've used and and this that was just a bad gateway drug for me shoes are tough man 
Yeah. That's one of the pearls of wisdom I was going to drop into this pod. Don't buy shoes online. You got to try shoes on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. It's driving me crazy, which brings me to one more thing, Les. I might have to call you out on the Christmas gifts all online because I saw you and Alex trying on skates at a store. Yeah, you know why, Bruce? Because I bought her skates online, had them delivered. Because I knew, I mean, first of all, if I'd gone to the store, I don't know what skates are going to fit her. I bought those skates online. I had them delivered to my office. I gave them to her for Christmas. She tried them on, said, no, I don't think these fit right. We went back to the store and she got the right size. And then I bought a pair as well. You cannot call me out on that, bro. (laughs) So close. So close. I was going to go back in my pictures and say, like, here's you at a store trying on skates. (laughs) I was expecting the full on flat on denial. (laughs) Great story, Les. Great story. That was awesome. It's almost like you were expecting that. Just waiting for me to try to call you out. You, Lester, living in Kensington Market for a bunch of years was just, that was the epitome of small shops, massive community. I mean, you knew all the people that worked in the stores around you. Can that survive? And I kind of think it still can, but I don't know. I think it's a harder shift than it was 20 years ago. My answer would be, yes, it can survive, but it's going to take work and it's going to take commitment within communities. I can look out my window. Well, if I stuck my head out my window and looked down the street, I could probably see 10 to 15 businesses that are very possibly going to go under as a result of this. All of those businesses are making some effort to try to um, take online orders, take over the phone orders and deliver their goods. So like what Steve was saying about curbside pickup, um, we've been using our local butcher. You, we phone them. We place an order, we pay for it online, we drive up, he he literally comes out himself. I pop the trunk, he comes out himself and he dumps a bag of meat into the, the trunk of the car. There's restaurants, George, the French place across the street from me that you love, yeah, uh, yeah. where we go for coffee and you love to use the washroom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like this week, these are the two meals we're doing and all we can do is do our best to support our local community businesses and find ways to buy things from them. Because if we don't, they will go away. And we'll be left with nothing but George going to Costco and hating it and me ordering everything online and never leaving my house. And (laughs) that doesn't sound like necessarily fun lifestyle for either one of us. (laughs) (laughs) And no sense of community around that. No excuse to meet your neighbors, right? And that that was a cool part of hanging out with you, Les, that day was just seeing what your little community looks like. So it's cool. Stevie? Humans, our brains are wired to connect. It's a social organ. Like that's, 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 that's how our species has survived. And we have disconnected and dislocated so much that I think you pull all these things together. You start supporting local. You get to know your neighbor again. You start to connect. I don't think there's anything wrong, like without the slippery slope to nationalism, that we closed our borders for a while, that communities closed their borders, that provinces closed their borders and turned inwards and said, hey, how about we get to know each other? How about we pull together instead of everyone going everywhere else for something else? And I think there's a benefit to that. I think all these things can have a positive impact. A, we got to work at it and we got to be intentional about it. Wow. Nice, nice little slide into the COVID rant. I like that. We, said we wouldn't talk about it, but yeah. you did. And when the, the borders to Northern Manitoba are closed right now, like there's a provincial order that you can't come from Winnipeg to Thompson. And at first there was a little bit of grumbling about that. And now, interestingly, the way you've seen it, Steve, Northern Manitoba is resentful of people that come here now. And yeah. that's all of us, right? We want to protect each other, but, but we've come together as a community yeah. that way. And it's, you know, it's not like, oh man, I want to go to Winnipeg or I wish, you know, my friends could come see me. It's like, no, until we've got this totally locked down, 
yeah. stay away, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and we will online shop and we'll eat what's in our freezer and we'll be fine. Um, I also wish you guys could have used a different example than the butcher and a, and a trunk full of meat. Like, was that a shot at me? (laughs) 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 Don't you have any other stores on your street? (laughs) Well, my fishmonger does the same thing, Bruce, but uh, (laughs) I'm a little apprehensive to let, to let her dump a whole bunch of raw seafood into the trunk of my car. (laughs) Bruce, I was looking over my dinner that I'm going to have after we eat and it's got, well, chicken, the distant cousin of meat, but it's got pork ribs and some other meat on it. And one sprig of asparagus. Yeah. There is, there is asparagus, <laughs> but it's more for color. Steve, you know the bar, and Bruce, you do too. We were there this past summer. Yeah. The bar in my building here, like at the end of the yeah. hall. I mean, obviously, they've had to shut down. His business is in trouble. He and his wife have been cooking meals. They put out each week to the people in the building. They put out, these are the two you know, meals that we're doing. This is going to be Tuesday night. This is going to be Thursday night. Order, you know, dinner for two, 30 bucks. And then doing booze delivery with it, saying, you know, here's, nice. you know, beer and here's the wine bottles that we have in stock and trying to do anything you can to keep the lights on. It's going to be a tough slog for those small businesses. You know, I have a ton of respect for those people and, you know, we've said it already, but anything we can do to support them is going to be important. Yeah. So I just want to say for the record, I've started eating a lot more and drinking a lot more just to support those local businesses. (laughs) 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 I'm selfless that way. You guys know that I'm selfless that way. Yeah. You're a beautiful, beautiful man. <laughs> I ordered subs from Quiznos. So you know the farty sandwiches that Harold and I have? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we did virtual farties a couple times now. So what we did is we ordered online, went and picked them up separately, both went to our offices and then FaceTimed each other and ate the sandwiches and chatted. I don't know if you guys go to Quiznos much. It's mm-hmm. notoriously bad for being slow. By ordering them ahead of time and having them ready to go, we walked in, we grabbed them, and it was not a big deal. And and I would have never thought before, I don't think, to online order a sub from Quiznos, but it worked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Funny little story with that is, and this is a bizarro internet glitch. As I was going through the online ordering form, when I got to pay now, Steve, all your info came up. Your name, your credit card, everything. And I was like, fuck yeah, here we go. Steve's buying us subs. <laughs> I didn't know I was buying farty subs. And I was going to text you and be like, hey, dude, thanks for the subs. And the only glitch was I didn't know your the number on the back yeah. of your card wasn't didn't there. didn't know the security password. I took a couple guesses and yeah. couldn't get it, and then I gave up. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. That's hilarious. But, but that is wild and absolutely insane. Mostly scary. <laughs> it is scary. Uh, Bruce, I just texted you my uh, three-digit uh, uh, security. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thanks for the farties, brother. I see Les is on his second shot yeah, of tequila, yeah. so we got to yeah. ra- we got to wrap Cinco him up. De Cinco de Mayo, baby. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. Craziest, funniest, kind of oddest thing you've ever done as an online purchase. Let's start with you, Georgie. I got suckered into buying one of those Zoom cameras that you put on your phone so that it looks like a telescope. And it's <laughs> and the advertisement is you can see the top of the Eiffel Tower from the bottom. So I ended up buying one of those shitty little things that you attach to my iPhone eight. It obviously came from China. It was terrible. It didn't work, nor did it fit my camera. And now my son uses it as like a little microscope kind of stuff. <laughs> so I bought this total piece of shit thing for, I don't know, it was 10 or $11. I got suckered. Bruce, what the hell are we looking at here? <laughs> 
<laughs> probably hit end on. Oh goodness, I, think I think he did. He's gone from the. He's gone from the call. He said we should slow down or, or uh, change tunes because Lester's uh, Lester's on a second shot of tequila, and then Krentz is trying to wrangle a costume over there, and he falls off his chair. Next thing you know, he's got a fucking T Rex head on, and he's <laughs> smashing around his studio, knocking over microphone stands. It looked like a giraffe's head. Uh, yeah, let him back in. Let's laugh at him. Let's ask him if he's if he's had too many Cinco de Mayo's. Okay, that that went incredibly badly for uh, <laughs> me, tr- me trying to be kind of cool. But for for people that couldn't see the Zoom call, I had a giraffe head on, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we we went on a run a couple years ago of buying these. What, I don't know, they're kind of like rubber. Uh, animal mm-hmm. heads and so we've got a whole bunch of these around the house and it started with you guys know Boyd Horning? Yeah, I know Boyd, yeah. Editor's note. Here we should have also shouted out Harley's mum, Sherry Mimko, a proud Juniper Jaguar and teacher there now too. Way to go, Sherry. So his son Harley came out to the cabin and he had one of these things on. He had a horse head that he wore around for a whole night and he kept sort of like even acting like a horse and just goofing around (laughs) around the fire and stuff. And it was absolutely killed it. And so we got down a rabbit hole of buying these. So we've got a zebra and a giraffe and (laughs) a horse head and a couple more. So terrible (laughs) online purchases that we would never find anywhere in Thompson. What you got going on in the bedroom should stay in the bedroom, Krentz. We took out blow-up dolls. We should have took out giraffe heads too. I'll send my (laughs) blow-up pillow to you, Bruce. The air quotes were used there. Blow up pillow. Only if you take it to the sterilization station at your hospital. (laughs) I ordered a bunch of books. So I went and picked it up, opened it up, and it was a bunch of uh, bikinis. It wasn't wasn't my books. So I called back. And I I was, of course, it wasn't wasn't anybody in North America. They could barely speak English. And it was the wrong address. It was the wrong package, but it was hilarious. They said you, you can't return these, and they thought they thought I was a freak. It was such a misunderstanding. And no, George, I did not try the bikinis on. You should have saved them and used the bottoms as an as a mask, a low grade N95. <laughs> low low grade, no pun intended. <laughs> Krentz, I gotta say, I like what self isolation, lack of ability to go to the barber, is doing for your haircut here. <laughs> You're, uh, I'm turning 50, I'm growing my hair out uh, one last time, is, is fucking working for you, man. You look like you're almost ready to start a garage band. <laughs> oh, I could. You know what? I used to have a nutty professor vibe going, and now it's all homeless guy. <laughs> Unless I try this Kurt Cobain thing, but it's a little thin on top for Kurt Cobain, so it's Marnie's just hating this right now. I can't believe anybody can look me in the face at work right now, too. You can combine it. It's a Bill Nye the homeless guy <laughs> with the with the Farty Fridays. You don't know whether Bruce, you don't know whether they can't look you in the eye because of your hair or because you <laughs> you're giving them reasons oh it's a disaster it, it starts out maybe okay-ish in the morning and by 10 30 it's just an absolute disaster yeah. and if i wear a toque it doesn't even start out okay yeah, it's a little crazy toque oh look at you steve it's bad. <laughs> that's why you've been oh, wearing yeah. the toque and look at the white i'm starting to look like my opa no you look like andy warhol right there that does have a bit of an Andy Warhol vibe to it. And, Lester, and you've actually, you're, you're due for a trim. That's going to be a long way away. You take it next level. You want to see some long hair? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Always bare. Always bare. <laughs> you want to see some long hair? Wow, did you get a perk? George, George, did you get a perk? 
It's kind of a natural part. Fly me to the moon. Let me oh, I could look that in the eye. I'll close this off with this. Harwood's been having some killer tweets. He had a poll. Who was most likely out of the podcast to be Joe Exotic? Steve. <laughs> what? Like, what? <laughs> Barely beat me out, actually, wow. on the on the Joe Exotic question. <laughs> All right. The other dynamite tweet I wanted to shout him out for was he picked up a, a small snippet, bar shampoo. That could be a whole episode in itself. <laughs> <laughs> so let's leave it at that. Everybody order some bar shampoo online. It comes in nothing but a uh, little paper bag. No wasted packaging. Best to Harwood as well. Thinking about him and love the guy. So thanks, Bruce, for bringing him in and awesome. For sure, he's crushing it. I don't yeah. know if I mentioned too, he did a bunch of little videos with his kids, his girls. He's been doing music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saw, I saw a couple of them online. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's killing it. So shout out to Harwood. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right, dudes. Okay. Later. Okay. <laughs> See you, boys. All the best, guys. Love you. Love thanks, you too, Brucey. bro. Thanks, Lester. All right. Talk you to you soon, guys. George, don't later. forget to I... save your stuff properly. <laughs> right now and he's send gone it. already <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're fucked <laughs> it's over <laughs> all right here i go again all right see you later. yeah see you brother <laughs> that's it that's the end you probably found us already on social media but if not at snow day pod tell your friends we've also got an email snowdaypod at gmail.com send us a voice memo maybe we'll put your voice on the show Thanks to the rest of our team, Social Media Todd, Producer Mike, and the secret weapon, Shannon Bison. <laughs>